1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Pat Mayo Experience.
0: Pat Mayo Experience. Pat Mayo Experience. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2021 week six fantasy football rankings breakdown. By position, maybe some debate back and forth. In fact, I will guarantee that there is debate. You want to play in the best tournament on DraftKings? Easy stuff. Hit the description, Listeners League link. Now available 3,000 spots. Somehow it already has like 400 people in it. So get your spot right now if you want to play in the best tournament. There is no rake in the Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League. I made a run at it last week too. Dallas's D didn't score 40 points, though, so I ended up not winning. Additionally, you can smash the like button to the episode. Please comment sectioning something in the comment section. I don't care what it is. And then sub to Mayo Media Network. That is the important part. We're at 29,000 subs on YouTube. Let's up that up to 30,000 subs. Jake Sealy is on the line with me right now from theathletic.com. We're almost at 30,000. You know what the next goal is, Jake? 3 million.
1: I was going to say 50,000, but okay, no. I'm, I'm good with 3 million. I'm good with the fact that I, I don't even want to move on to week six because week five was the best week in the history forever because it was the most inaccurate kicker week in the history of forever. That's why I wore the band kickers shirt today, Pat.
0: You change your Twitter avatar at all and kid to all that stuff. I should mention that uh, at the PME, I've been doing these giveaways for free millionaire maker tickets uh, on DraftKings. I think that I'll have them again. That usually happens on Wednesday or Thursday. So if you follow me at the PME, you'll get a shot at that in the newsletter. Uh, you can subscribe to that. Now get the secret show uh, on Tuesday evenings. You can watch the spread show in advance of its release on Wednesday, but also down there right now, I have an updated cheat sheet for all of the injuries and waivers Uh, for going into week six. If guys are going to play, if they're likely to play, unlikely to play, and what their status is right now. If you just want to It's just names and a status report. You don't have to listen to anyone talk. You just look at it and be like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. That's updated to the moment right now. Rankings are in the description as well, and up on DK Nation. Those get changed every day, updated with whatever the news is. Let's jump into it, though, Jake. Running back rankings for week number six. McCaffrey, I'm expecting him to be back. I'll put him at number one. Why not? Derrick Henry, Zeke, Eckler, (laughs) Najee Harris, James Robinson, Aaron Jones, Antonio Gibson, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb in two. Daryl Henderson at number 11, Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, Leonard Fournette on Thursday night, Daryl Williams, Chase Edmonds, Joe Mixon, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Booker, your guy, and then Damian Harris at number 20 as it appears like he is going to play. I Listen, the top, I mean, even Leonard Fournette at this point, the top 14 you're playing. Like, so let's yeah. start after that. Wait, are you not playing Leonard Fournette?
1: No, no, no. I just, I said, I know, as in I can't believe we're doing this. I On the waiver show this Monday, I said, I can't believe not only in the same show, I put a trust factor, I want to say 100%, but a trust factor on Fournette, but it's a trust factor on Zach Moss and Leonard Fournette. This is what 2021 is bringing us.
0: Problem is this week, we have a bunch of injuries, a bunch of new guys assuming roles, and we have four bye weeks. So... If you have guys that are going to play, play them. That, that's super easy stuff. The issue is going to be is that you might not have all these guys to play, and then you have to make the real decisions as it comes down to this week. So if McCaffrey plays, obviously you play him, correct?
1: Uh, 100%. Not even a question.
0: What would you estimate that his snap share is going to be? Do you think it's going to be full McCaffrey, or will it be like 70-30?
1: <laughs> full Monty? Uh, it'd be, I think it would be 80 I wouldn't say 90 because that's full McCaffrey is actually (laughs) McCaffrey's 97%. Like in that range, I'd say 80 is a good, you know, maybe 75 on the low end, 85 if he looks amazing. So I'm going to, I'm going to basically go down to the middle and say, I'd expect 80%.
0: Yeah, the Panthers cut hot Rodney, so that means McCaffrey's coming back. That Those are the tea leaves that I see. And, and because of this, although it's expected to be a high-scoring game against the Vikings, Chuba Hubbard just not really playable uh, at this point because McCaffrey will have returned. Now, let's talk... Kansas City backfield. No Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I have Daryl Williams at number 15. I have Jarek. He went to Jarek. Got himself a nice diamond ring. And where the hell do I have Jarek at? I put him in. I swear to God, I put him in here. Let's see. Jarek. That's Jeremy McNichols. 46. 46. So I can see McKinnon having a bit of a receiving role uh, in this game. Uh, He ran fewer routes than Daryl Williams did against the Bills, but a lot of that Came, really came after See, Clyde Edwards-Alaire ended up leaving the game. I think that Williams is the starter. I'd expect like probably at worst 60-40, probably at best 80-20 mm-hmm. for him. And that makes him number 15 for me in a pretty gravy matchup against Washington.
1: Yeah. And the only difference is I would play Joe Mixon over him. And I know Joe Mixon wasn't in the game much. And if it wasn't for that touchdown, he would have been a miserable day for anybody that tried to start Joe Mixon. The two parts of that, though, is he looked great on that cut running to the end zone. Like, what injury are the hell are they talking about? Because he looked fine. But the second part of it is that now that P. Ryan is on the COVID situation is likely not cleared for the game, which leaves Joe Mixon and Chris Evans. So even if Joe Mixon's still only 90 percent, he again, he looked 100 percent in that game. If it's down to him and Chris Evans, I I would go him over Daryl Williams just for a little bit more split. But I'm I'm nitpicking so far in your rankings. There's not much I have a problem with so far.
0: So the issue would be, and this is why I update the rankings the week goes along. P. Ryan, you do? I do. They're they're not just (laughs) set in stone on a Tuesday afternoon afternoon, <laughs> but. I have P. Ryan still in the rankings at the moment because I don't know his, listen, I don't know his vaccination status. I don't know whether he's playing or not. As of right now, I'm going to guess that he potentially could be in. If I find out on Wednesday that he's out, obviously I'll change the rankings and Mixon would obviously go up, but I have P. Ryan in. That's why Mixon is where he is at the moment. It's just like uh, right before we came on air, Dallas Goddard was placed on the COVID-19 list. And I don't know what that means for his status this week. I'm guessing it's not good because they play on Thursday night. So I'm guessing I'll probably have to take him out out of the rankings because even if he can pass the double test negative i don't even think he'd still be eligible to play No, i can't so he's yeah the he's, double test
1: wouldn't make it in time
0: yeah so he's like out out but we just found that out literally like 30 seconds before we started recording so we'll have to adjust that one on the fly where do you think i would move if p ryan is officially ruled out this weekend in a great matchup against detroit mm-hmm. how far up would Mixon move so i have Mixon at number 17 right now would you put him above deandre hey swift
1: right oh, there okay. boom so
0: we're on the same page with that uh, i'm worried yeah, about. The Andre I'm, Swift. Not, I'm not worried about jonathan taylor but it was kind of telling that i mean he, he got involved it was all the receiving game work is why he scored so many points and mm-hmm. i mean 15 carries in a game that you lead for 50 i mean more than i guess 55 and a half 59 and a half minutes of that game and that's all he can get to is 15 carries that's a problem man
1: It is, unless this is what they're clearly trying to do, is go after a team like the Chiefs and try to get that Marlon Mack Maybe they figured out, look, we're not going to get Marlon Mack traded if he's on the bench and they don't get to see him looking good. So maybe that's part of it. It's all speculation. I'm not saying that's the truth behind it. But we did hear the Kansas City Chiefs rumors this morning being Tuesday that they're potentially interested in trading for him. I I. I don't think we should be overly concerned, but I also don't think we should ignore what happened in that game because it was all <laughs> Naeem Hines was getting Kyries too before even Marlon Mack. So Jonathan Taylor as a fringe RB one is a fair spot for him. Uh, I think the same concern with Jonathan Taylor is the similar situation of why I would put Mixon in front of Swift in a game where they could potentially, you know, be playing. You know, I would say competitively, maybe if Cincinnati's Bengals Bengals de- uh, defense lets them early. You will see more Jamal Williams, obviously, if that gets out of hand quickly, which very well happen. Swift has the upside to be involved, but he also didn't get involved and didn't get that touchdown until very late in the game last week. So I think Taylor's and Swift's uh, Taylor Swift's situation, as everybody's done a million times already, but Taylor Swift's situations are very similar in different ways in the usage factor.
0: So after that, I like Chase Edmonds in this matchup against Cleveland. He's just been pretty good every week, although James Conner is the one who is the goal back, I just like the way that this game projects out of how I think that the Cardinals are going to have to attack this Browns defense. So I have him at 16. Obviously, Mixon would pass him should there be no P Ryan in this game. Then Then you have the tier of guys who are just going to touch the ball but maybe do nothing with it. Josh Jacobs, Devonte Booker, and Damian Harris. Like they're they're fine, <laughs> but you're you're not like writing home overseas, being like, man, I, I can't wait to start Devonte Booker this week. But he's he's the guy, and that's worth something. He played the most snaps of a, snap percentage of any running back in the league on any team last week. But who is the other guy that they have? It's not Gainwell. It's uh, Dar-
1: Gary Brightwell.
0: Brightwell, is he going to be Ruffy. active now?
1: Yeah, he was. Actually, your Booker was inactive two weeks ago, healthy, inactive, and Brightwell was healthy. But that was – if you look at it, the Giants might be playing that a little bit more – like if Barkley was healthy – they might've been playing that going forward as a little bit more what they expect their game script to be more pass happy versus more run happy. Uh, but Booker will, you know, he's going to lead that backfield and he's a decent pass catcher in his own right. But better pass blocker is what you're consider considering here against the Rams, especially with a rookie like Brightwell. So I would expect this to be in that range. I, I, I would probably go Harris over him, but that's just a flip flop of those two guys. The only concern I have about for everybody out there, the only concern I have about Harris is just health. Like I, I'm not concerned about him at all because he was the bell cow in that game until he got dinged up. And Ramondre Stevenson did not look great in that second half when he got his carries opportunities. And on top of that, Stevenson's a Garrett Blunt type of guy. He's not even going to be that much used in the passing game if it was ever Harris was completely out. So I say all that to say, I think Harris versus Booker, I have more confidence in sadly offense because it might be Mike Glennon and then also I expect him to come off the field a little bit less despite what you just said I think Booker with Brightwell active might not see that 80 85 percent workload
0: I do think that he will possess a better floor than Damian Harris solely because of the receiving that's fair. prowess and if it is Mike Glennon I feel like that means more catches for Devontae Booker rather than Daniel Jones
1: I just feel it, be, it be worse offense period that's all that's what it comes
0: down to. <laughs> so, so now we have a tricky situation at 21 and 22. This is where I have Dalvin Cook and Chris Carson both expected to play. Both might not play. We don't know what their roles are going to be, but I think that keeping Cook out last week was a sign that they're not going to bring him back until he's actually ready to return. And when he's ready to return, do we just f- expect him to go back to being full blown Dalvin Cook right now?
1: Uh, I think that that's the answer is that they haven't forced him back that if he is back, I expect him to go not full-blown 90% Dalvin Cook, but similar to Christian McCaffrey, which maybe is 80%. Maybe they've learned that Dalvin Cook shouldn't be out there 25, 30 touches in a game, no matter how good he is, because you have one of the better backups in the NFL, and Madison has proved that in his time spelling Dalvin Cook. So I would say similar to Christian McCaffrey, these teams are going to have learned the hard way stop killing our running backs and that puts him 80 percent. but 80 percent of dalvin cook and that was the one i was going to point to and say i would still play 80 percent dalvin cook over jonathan taylor and daryl henderson i'd probably ooh, i might even sandwich him even between the cleveland running backs which by the way kareem hunt just guaranteed to score a touchdown every single week at this point honestly you know what no i, I gotta say I, I know we passed right past your top 10 But Antonio Gibson, one game off, I'm not ready to just say I'd start him over both Cleveland options and Dalvin Cook. Uh, I think Antonio Gibson still has a little bit too much inconsistency with that offense in his own right. Not his fault, but just how they use him. Uh, I would go the Cleveland guys, Dalvin Cook, Daryl Henderson, and then Antonio Gibson.
0: I just don't think you can pass up on this matchup. This is the best matchup you can get.
1: You know, and and, but matchups haven't always been. It's funny, as Gibson's kind of fallen into that. And I'm not saying Jared Cook because he's the worst, you know, tight end of the history of forever on this show, but in the fact that it's not even a game script matchup dependent for Gibson is his usage is all over the map no matter what like you just he has no consistent use no matter there's that so I was looking it up last week and they said it was the Anthony Lynn situation when they were talking about well Swift and Jamal Williams might depend on who we're facing and I went and looked at their first four games and I sat there for hours watching some of the games digging into all the event stats of cover two versus man coverage versus nickel but I went down every road you could possibly find and there was no consistent. Between the two games that Jamal Williams saw more work, even from pressure percentage on the quarterback and the two games were swifted. And that's where I'm saying the similar to Antonio Gibson. There really hasn't been a telltale. This is when you see more use. This is when you don't. So I don't disagree with you in the fact that the matchup is appealing. I just don't think we've had anything to tell us that Gibson's definitively more used or worse used in any type of matchup.
0: I would just say that the fewest amount of touches that he's seen in any game was against the bills. That was 13 in a game that they were getting absolutely waxed in for most of them. They made it close to okay. like the second quarter for a little bit, but 13 was the floor in terms of touches after that 22, 16, 15, 23. So he's in the range of one of the very few running backs in football who will touch the ball over 20 times mm-hmm. and he's their goal back, and they, you can score in Kansas city. Like they're going to move the ball in Kansas city. They're probably going to score 25 points and lose by 20. 25 points somehow but if you're just going to be able to have that many shots inside the red zone I know he's the one who's touching the ball on the ground
1: and that's certainly fair I just I'm telling you for not saying you're wrong and I'm right but but if it was my team no 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 and nobody I don't think anybody in the world has this decision to make but if my decision was Dalvin Cook or Antonio Gibson I'm starting Dalvin Cook I'm saying that to say that's how high I would go with Dalvin Cook.
0: So this is actually what I wanted to ask you, because I feel like I have Dalvin Cook misranked. Because if I'm going to rank him, I think that you're right. He should probably be a top 10 play until he's not playing anymore. But we do have to factor in the risk of reaggravation of injury, because that's potentially on the table, the risk of a split situation. So I probably have him too low right now, and maybe I will end up boosting him up. I'm just trying to think. Yeah, I guess, I mean, Jonathan Taylor's in a split situation anyway. I'm going to move Cook up to number 12. I'm going to put him in between okay. Daryl Henderson and Jonathan Taylor. So I'm glad we were able to hash that out and figure it out. Like, you're playing Dalvin Cook if he's playing. That, that's essentially what it boils down to, that's right? That's what it comes
1: down to, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, But Chris Carson, I think, is a completely different situation because even if he plays, he was not necessarily losing his job to begin with, but he lost his bell cow status on the Seahawks. We don't have Russell Wilson anymore. We have Geno Picks back in under center and Alex Collins (laughs) continues to do stuff like he's gonna Alex Collins isn't a great start, but he's going to touch the ball. And well, that might not make him fantasy viable. It takes away from the bottom line of Chris Carson. But maybe Mm. the reason that he got so involved to begin with is because Chris Carson was banged up and if chris carson is healthy maybe he just goes back to being chris carson again like there's different situations <laughs> no. of like trying to un- unravel the inception of chris carson right now is really tough i'm not super bullish on him this week though because the matchup sucks too
1: so so then this is what i can can i easily get you to drop him two spots because i would play moss and williams in front of him
0: okay yeah I mean are we sure about damian williams
1: Yes. So well, two things is Damian Williams. Uh, I talked about this on my show is like there's a couple factors going here. He still he looked great in that game, but they're also surprisingly with a comfortable lead in the third quarter. And I am as bullish as anybody has been. You can go look at my draft profile on Khalil Herbert. And I'm saying that to set this up as not a victory lap. It's just saying this is coming from a Herbert fan is. I do think the split is going to be more pronounced than most people, including myself, expected. I actually thought it could be like 65-35. It was 50-50, and he actually out Herbert, actually out Damian Williams. But again, with the lead, I think we're headed towards the Broncos, and that's what we're looking at, is Melvin gordon Javante williams split. So it's 55-45, and that still makes Damian Williams a solid play, especially against Green Bay and their run defense. So I would go him before trusting Chris Carson. Even expecting Khalil Herbert to be more involved. I actually think we you have Khalil Herbert in a really nice spot is in that Alex Collins, Samaj <laughs> P. Ryan, if active, like that kind of range, is a good spot to have him as well. He's so, a he's he's a RB three. All
0: right. So I bumped down Chris Carson behind Zach Moss and Damian Williams on your recommendation. The reason that I continued to have Damian Williams up where I had him, which is number now, all the rankings are thrown off until I resort. There you them. go. I fixed them. Oh, thank you so much. Number 21. No, <laughs> no, nope, nope, that's not right. Number 23 in the rankings. I, I actually don't think that he actually changed. Maybe he went up one spot, but he out-touched Herbert 3-1 to one inside the five-yard line. That's good news if we're trying to score touchdowns. But it's really the passing game stuff. Like... The Bears can't run the ball 55 times a game. Now, if they're running the ball 55 times a game, they're taking the Urban Meyer strategy, you know. They're they're winning games if they're doing that because if you're playing the Packers and you're down 14, you're not going to run the ball 55 times or 50 times or whatever it may be. Ah and if they're going they to pass they still give him
1: the, Justin feels that playbook they might
0: maybe but if they're going to pass to a running back it does seem like they're going to pass to Damian Williams just looking at the routes run from last week which wasn't a ton because obviously the Bears didn't pass all that much it was 10-7 right. it was 10-7 in the split for Damian Williams but most of those came at the beginning of the game when it was a little bit closer and then Herbert just ended up on the field so every time that you know he ran oh well, he did he had the one play where he looked great in pass protection
1: the one I mean, here's what it comes down to too is like the Justin Fields situation is yeah it's not Matt Nagy giving him the Tech Bowl playbook of four plays but I mean what did Lazer give him you know um, NFL blitz like that's what he upgraded to it's hey like, listen it's not let, that much hold, better hold
0: on if Justin Fields <laughs> wants to run dub bomb every single time I think we can take a look at Laser and say then he's doing a pretty good job.
1: No, certainly fair, but the problem with Fields too is he's not even running.
0: Like, can he get
1: ten rushing attempts? Like, why? I I I think it's his own hesitancy. He admitted he didn't like. he, He admitted the pocket presence in the NFL and the speed was a little bit more than he's accustomed, or I guess ready for. So maybe that's why he's not taking off running because he's legitimately hesitant and to run, but. Uh, I'm with you again. That, that's everything we were talking about. The first half was more Damian Williams, the goal lines, the opportunities. I still think he's the lead. I just think, again, it's going to be a bigger split similar to the Broncos. And I brought up the Broncos again for a second time because uh, not only looking better, but just because also Melvin Gordon at the same time of Williams looking better, Melvin Gordon has been looking worse each week. I would go Williams before I went Miles Gaskin for this reason. Is Miles Gaskin for everybody out there asking in waivers off of that one week? I was I dropped Gaskin in some leagues two weeks ago, depending like it was the last guy I could potentially drop. I didn't really want to because I don't want to get rid of running backs. But Gaskin specifically has to be passing heavy game script. This game against Jacksonville, I don't expect that to happen, which means let's go back to two weeks ago where Malcolm Brown and Savon Ahmed are getting involved. Uh, I would have Gaskin significantly. I wouldn't even start Gaskin down by like the Melvin Gordon
0: range. I mean, I can get behind that. I just didn't know what to make of that entire situation. I think Tua Tugs is back this week, too, against Jacksonville, which. Which would help. So maybe which that gets him back which I, which up which to... I think Which I think helps Gaskin.
1: Yeah, which gets him Gaskin probably back up to like the Tony Pollard Latavius Murray range. But I would for all intents and purposes right now, I would at least I just flip flop Williams and Gaskin and potentially move Gaskin even lower. If two, if two is not back, Gaskin definitely has to go down a little bit more.
0: Okay, how about would you go Madison with Cook back or Miles Gaskin?
1: Hmm. Miles Gaskin
0: barely. Yeah, so I think that's where I'm going to slot him in, which is still above Jamal Williams and a Melvin Gordon, but behind Latavius Murray now. So that will make the after Chris. Hey, I know. It's hey, we're here. Injuries and in bye weeks, Jake. This is what we're oh, dealing I with. was also
1: talking about the, the Ravens' backfield. That was, whew.
0: Well, they don't even run the ball anymore. Unless your name is Lamar, you're not allowed to run the ball. Yeah. Hmm.
1: <laughs> That was disgusting. Nobody ran the ball, although they tried to get when they were down. That was actually pretty telling. When they were down, there was a lot of Devonta Freeman.
0: Yes, Uh, I mean maybe that should be the case this week. I didn't even know where to rank Freeman because I did these. Yeah, I did these this morning. (laughs) Don't waste your time. Yeah, but I I mean, I expect them to be down against the Chargers. The Chargers are going to play up pace the entire game. Although the way so put Freeman, but but here is the issue forty five. But here is the issue though: the way to beat the Chargers is to run the ball as much as possible.
1: So okay, Lamar Jackson for a hundred yard rushing.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I would think that if they're gonna try to run and establish it that way, it would be with Murray. That's why he's still where he is. Anyway, the after Chris Carson, who's now at twenty four, Connor, J.D. McKissick. Like I said, I'm in on the Washington offense this week against the Chiefs. Javante Williams, Tony Pollard, Latavius Murray, Miles Gaskin now at number thirty, and then Madison, Melvin Gordon, Jamal Williams. I have Samaj P. Ryan still at number thirty four. Obviously, if he can't play, he won't be in the rankings. And I'm not elevating Chris Evans, Captain America, that high. I'll just elevate Joe Mixon and maybe bump up Evans a little bit Have Miles Sanders at number 35 it's the worst matchup you can have against the Bucks but uh, he uh, he also doesn't do anything so that's a problem
1: exactly (laughs) five catches five targets five catches six yards (laughs) Miles Sanders holy crap that stinks I mean at this point against Tampa and the fact that Miles Sanders that was his best passing game quote unquote uh, only if you're playing in half a full point BBR I tell you what Alex Collins, Khalil Herbert, A.J. Dillon, I'm starting over, Miles Sanders, against that, Tampa. That, that,
0: that's that's so hard to do, though. Just you're playing backup players but against a guy. take the name
1: off the jersey.
0: I, I I understand that if you only looked at the stat line. But if I'm looking at something like routes run or snap share, and I know that the, the snaps aren't necessarily translating into touches, but I can take a guy who's going to be on the field 70% of the time versus a guy who might play 25% of the snaps.
1: But why? And wouldn't this week be Kenneth Gainwell, though? That's the the issue. I don't know. Do do
0: they use Kenneth Gainwell that way? It seems like when they're in trouble, it's just like, hey, Jalen, go run.
1: (laughs) Which is certainly why. So don't start either of them. No, it's just Miles Sanders is not going to find his way into any of my lineups.
0: That's fair. I mean, I have him in the mid-30s as a starting running back. Obviously, I don't like him, but I'm still going to play him above backups is where I'd be. And not Mm -hmm. all the backups. Like, I'll play Pollard ahead of him because Pollard's basically not a backup based on his efficiency right now and how much they're still – Dallas loves running the ball, by the way
1: they do they do and Smart. tony pollard's yeah he's tony, Paul, tony pollard's an rb3 at this point
0: yeah he's you can flex him almost every single week i'm trying to find
1: We can flex him
0: i uh, i'm trying to find that they don't have the monday night uh the monday night showdown contest out yet i was trying to find jeremy mcnichols stat line every single week he's like borderline startable <laughs> in games where they uh- have in games where they have to pass which i would expect that to be the case against buffalo
1: the the only issue with Jeremy McNichols is it's all pass. Unlike J.D. McKissick, who gets three, four, maybe five rush attempts, McNichols gets one, maybe two. That's the only issue. So it's all passing game for Jeremy McNichols. I'm not saying you're wrong. You have him 38. I would go Dylan before him. I go.
0: Ooh, I was about to say Hines, but mm-hmm. I
1: mean, I, I'm not. I'm not moving him down that much. Where you have him is a fair range.
0: Yeah, just trying to look at the games. Uh, four targets against Arizona in a game that they lost. Three against Seattle in a game where they won in overtime, but were down. You see, Derrick Henry's of that game.
1: getting the targets too.
0: He's getting those. Those seem to have quelled themselves a bit in the past few weeks. But in games where they're in purely pass situations, like they were against the Jets, essentially you end up with twelve targets in that game. Granted, there was no AJ Brown, there was no Julio Jones, but I still wouldn't expect Julio Jones to play this week.
1: No, but AJ Brown will. Which
0: yes, is good. Yeah, I mean, hopefully he's not... He seems hurt, man.
1: Mm, uh, maybe just not back to 100% yet. That's I right. like that, That's what, that's what I mean. Yeah.
0: He was hurt, and then we see him last week. He just... Uh, when we actually let's just move to wide receivers there's no other guys to talk about here like you could start jarek or brandon bolden if you really want to swing for some upside uh maybe they get involved in the receiving game if the game scripts don't go quite how you think that's sony michelle
1: go. if they're running out the clock
0: yeah at uh, Gio bernard if the eagles somehow jump out to a win david johnson was used a ton in the passing game last week
1: yeah but you know still dominated the snaps our favorite mark ingram
0: yeah how's that working out for everyone <laughs>
1: Hey, you. you it, what for like two or three years, you weren't right, but you get to come back around on it.
0: I, I've been right more years than I've been wrong on Mark Ingram. Put it that <laughs> way.
1: Okay, fair. I what? mean, he's only got, what, seven years to his career, so it's like four and three. No, oh, he's been in the league
0: way longer than that, hasn't he? Ah. Uh... Mark Ingram was drafted in. he got married in 2017. Okay, that's good for him. He's 31.
1: <laughs> so... 10 years? Uh,
0: let's see. Has it been 10 years? 1, 2, 3, oh, God, 4, like 5, 6, 7, 8, Mark 9, Ingram. 10. Ele- this is his 11th NFL season. It's a
1: long time for Mark Ingram. All right, so let's see how many years you were wrong. 1, 2, 3, 4 and a half. He got hurt that year. Well, no, because that's your argument that he was going to get hurt anyway. So I'll give you that one. So you're 6 to 4.
0: I mean, are we are we really seeing, let's see, 1,000? He had three really good years. And then one good year in 2014, I suppose. That's four. All right. Yeah, I'll give I you that. Six to four. Yeah, four. <laughs> yeah, six to four. And well, it'll be seven now after this year.
1: Okay. <laughs> I well, hey, I wasn't disagreeing with you at. Uh, All with you for the past two seasons.
0: Healthy snacks have a bad reputation. And let's be honest, most don't taste very good. Yeah, that's a thing. They don't fill you up and they certainly do not satisfy your cravings. This episode is sponsored by Monk Pack, who makes snacks that taste like our favorite sugary treats, but with one gram of sugar or less. I don't even do keto. But it's just better for me, and I feel better when I have the Monk Packs rather than eating this garbage from the grocery store. So you can get the Monk Pack Keto Granola Bars. They contain just one gram of sugar, two to three grams of net carbs, and they're only 140 calories. They're gluten-free, grain-free, plant-based, non-GMO, with no soy, trans fats, sugar alcohols, or high-intensity sweeteners. This is what I eat after I go work out, whether it's a run, whether it's a lift. I just pump the Monk Pack bars into me, and I feel great afterwards. I'm not giving back all the calories that I've just burned, and I do feel full. And they're perfect for a quick breakfast between Zoom calls, a guilt-free dessert, whatever it is. They taste incredible. They're really, really good. Most of these ones just taste like absolute garbage, but not Monk Pack. And you can't beat the low-sugar nutrition they provide and by shopping online you can avoid another trip to the grocery store by getting monk pack delivered right to your door i'm obsessed with these bars and i probably eat more than i should but that's okay to make sure that i'm always fully stocked, i signed up for a subscription to my favorite flavors which saves me 10 percent on every order and ships them automatically to me Try it for yourself and you'll see. And we have a special deal for the listeners of the Pat Mayo experience. Get 20% off your first purchase of any Monk Pack product by visiting monkpack.com and entering our code MAYO at checkout. And Monk Pack is so confident in their product it's backed with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, they'll exchange the product or refund your money, whichever you prefer. To get started, go to M U N K P A C K and select any product, then enter the code MAYO at checkout to save 20% off your purchase. Monk Pack, delicious, nutritious food you can count on. And we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three-putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you come up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to GetRoman.com. slash mayo now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash mayo and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash Mayo now to get 15% off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. GetRoman.com slash Mayo. Get started now to save $15 on your first month of treatment. Wide receiver rankings. Um, let's just go through uh, 1 to 20 very quickly. Speed round here. Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, Terry McLaurin, Hopkins, Diggs, Mike Williams, Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf, even with Geno Smith, Cooper Cup, CeeDee Lamb, Jamar Chase, Keenan Allen, DJ Moore, Mike Evans, AJ Brown, Deontay Johnson, Michael Pittman, Cortland Sutton. Chris Godwin and a Murray Cooper. Uh, Hollywood Brown, if you need to know, is number 29 on that list. Tougher matchup. The, the, the Chargers are a tough receiving matchup for both quarterbacks and receivers. It's all running in tight ends is what you want to play against the Chargers. At least that's what we've seen so far this season. The one that I had the biggest problem with ranking, and I want to get, I mean, I have McLaurin at three. Like I said, I'm just all in on that offense this week but it's AJ Brown at number 15 who I was talking about I don't disagree that his upside is probably top three here it just feels like amongst all of these guys his floor is really low in this matchup because he could be banged up Mm um he might draw Tredavious White the Bills might just double team him and the Bills are now getting into the backfield and harassing the passer I mean if the Jets were able to do it against Ryan Tannehill the Bills should be able to do it as well their pass rush and just rushing four guys has been really good so far this season so I don't love the matchup like if the Titans are going to compete in this game. You need to have like 35 Derrick Henry carries.
1: Sure. And so this is where it's probably going to be I'm with you and it's going to be wrong because last week I said AJ Brown, if they're bringing him back and he's healthy, I'm playing AJ Brown as a top 10 in that matchup. And that was wrong. And as you mentioned, it didn't look like he was 100%. So now I'm with you. And especially as you just mentioned, compare it to the situation of I know we're not talking about him, but both these guys come into the conversation of Marvin Jones and TJ Hawkinson. And when you're looking at the other team and you're like, well, t- we'll make the other scrubs try to beat us. And it doesn't work. So if you're Buffalo, why don't you just focus all your attention on AJ Brown and Derek Henry and say, try to beat us with Josh Reynolds and anybody else that Chester, potentially you should Chester
0: Rogers. Hey, Marcus Johnson Good. legend
1: Marcus. <laughs> ex- yeah, see, exactly. That's, that's the point here. And if AJ Brown, if AJ Brown was a hundred percent, and I'd be like, you know what? 15 is a good spot because he could overcome it. Where I'm going with this is the fact that I would put A.J. Brown lower, which probably now means he's going to finish fifth. He's going to go for 120 and a touchdown. But I would start everybody down through Amari Cooper ahead of him. And honestly, I would put Higgins over Marquise Brown. I would start Higgins in front of him, especially against Detroit. That's probably where I would stop is right around 20, but A.J. Brown would be lower for me.
0: I'm going to keep A.J. Brown where he is because I still do believe in that upside. It's another week. and with uh, It's funny that A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry are on the same team because they both have the same skill set that you love for fantasy. That it could be, oh, Derrick Henry runs into a pile of eight guys. Oh, no, Derrick Henry came out the other side and it's an 80-yard touchdown. A.J. <laughs> Brown is that right. guy at receiver.
1: He's Calvin Johnson, as in he could throw into triple coverage and AJ Brown can still come down with it. And yes, and throw people off him as he runs into the end zone if he's not in the end zone already. So, yes, I get, again, not benching AJ Brown most anywhere where I have AJ Brown, but, am, uh, and I'm not saying this to be like, look at my team, but I have that decision. And my home league, I sat T. Higgins last week for AJ Brown. If I was going into it this week with that option again, I don't because of buys. I would sit A.J. Brown for T. Higgins.
0: Okay. Uh, looking 21 to 30, I have Hollywood Brown, then Antonio Brown, then T. He Higgins.
1: Oh, that's why you should put A.J. Brown down there. You could have Brown, Brown, Brown.
0: That That, that is true. I could do that. That would be a, just very, it'd be an optical illusion in the rankings, which you can find <laughs> on DK Nation or down in the description if you want the updated versions. Adam Thielen, Kadarius, Hunky, Tony. Because I'm still thinking that now Galladay, Slayton, and Shepard are probably going to miss this week. We'll see if those guys come back. Maybe we'll have to amend those a little bit. Well, yeah,
1: because the the report, the early report, is that Shepard and Slayton could both return.
0: But that's not confirmed yet. Right, right. Yeah, so they'll be added in if they're confirmed as playing. Robert Woods, Tyler Lockett, Devonta Smith, Emmanuel Sanders, and Brendan Cooks. I wouldn't worry too much about last week with Brendan Cooks, although I was only half watching that game. Like, that was, like, the last of the priority TV's that we had, and then when Chris Conley and who the hell was the other guy? Uh, Chris Moore. Chris Moore. Uh, but they all wear jerseys in the like in the teens. So I was just like, if you were half watching that game... And they're you, all short last names. Yeah, like, if you were just half <laughs> watching that game, you would have thought Brendan Cooks had 300 yards and three touchdowns. You're like, man, <laughs> Cooks is killing it. Then you go look at the box score, it's like, oh no, he did not kill it.
1: Well, so that's part of the... Hey, this is why we do this for everybody out there. Also, if you watched a lot of that game... Uh, Davis Mills did have his best game of his career, but he still made some poor throws. He still wasn't accurate on everything. And unfortunately, most of his inaccurate throws came with Brandon cooks, who was still the leading wide receiver. He wasn't the leading receiving option, but he's the leading wide receiver in targets. David Johnson actually led in targets. Mills was just off at throwing to cooks. And I know everybody, and I bring that up to say this, Matt, everybody's out there. Oh, we should have known the Patriots always take out the best weapon. Again, It's not like 31 other teams in the NFL are like, oh my God, we can take away the best option on the team? Like, Bill Belichick's not the only person in the NFL who has ever done this. It's the confirmation bias narrative of like the Madden curse and contract years. You only remember when it happens. Bill Belichick hasn't always taken away the best option effectively. Look at some of the earlier games this year alone. And I say all that to say, it was just a lot of Davis Mills too. It wasn't the Patriots. I'm not concerned about Brandon Cooks. He just had a decent floor in the game before that in heavy rain when Davis Mills threw four interceptions. So I just, mini rant there of zero concern for Brandon Cooks.
0: After that, in the next level of guys, because realistically, these are still low-end twos, high-end threes, at least in my mind. Everyone inside the top 30. I mean, that's why the rankings are next to their name. Like Emmanuel Sanders, you're just playing him every week now, just like Devontae Smith. Lockett is the hardest one for me to figure out because it really seemed like Geno had a preference and it was not Tyler Lockett.
1: Uh, Gino was only pretty much DK Metcalf. And then on top of that is, didn't, wasn't there a report after the game that Tyler Lockett's not 100% now?
0: Well, he he got banged up like three weeks ago, but he just played through it. Maybe it's getting worse. But, that's, that's, I, but yeah. like in my mind, I mean maybe you play Freddie Swaim if you end up playing like the Sunday night showdown slate, or if you go to prizepicks.com and use code MMN, you get a match deposit of up to 100 bucks. You get a free $100 if you use the code MMN. Uh, if you play in the Sunday night football game, than maybe Freddie Swain like over targets because Pittsburgh can be beaten deep and Lockett is getting behind defenses that's not really where you think of DK Metcalf so Gino's going to take a shot or two if Lockett's out there he can hit big in this game when no one's expecting it but if he's not out there or if he's hobbled Freddie Swain might be the guy
1: yeah I think that's an intriguing Darth like that kind of thing I'm not talking about seasonal uh, of course, no, and like, not going to yeah, like, for like some. A player, yeah.
0: a player prop on DraftKings Sportsbook, or just play yeah. play the over unders on prizepicks.com. Code M M N. Just hit the link in the description. Plus, if you play in the M uh, M N props tournament, which I know you didn't because you weren't allowed in your state, but you can go. You just pick five Sunday players over unders, and if you win, like you win ten times your money plus a bonus fifty bucks for seven dollars and eleven cents is all you have to stake. That it's a pretty good deal.
1: Yeah. I'm with you.
0: If you don't like uh, spending a lot of money on this sort of thing, like, and you don't want to play against like 150 lineups, you'd have to spend 3000 bucks. You could spend $7.11 <laughs> a week. You go five of five on your props for that week on prizepicks.com. Go to MMM. And then you just cash yourself out. It would be great. You win 125 bucks off 7 bucks. That's awesome. It's a great way to build a bankroll. Anyway, I'm on Raw St. Brown. I have a number 35. Eight targets. Back-to-back game. Cephas is probably done for the year. Hawkinson's banged up. I think he's pretty safe right now.
1: Well, and also, again, I go back to what I was talking about, the Hawkinson situation. That's, again, proof that the 31 other teams know what to do. The first two weeks of Hawkinson beating people, and then the last three weeks has three weeks versus two. Fewer routes, fewer targets, fewer team target percentage, fewer numbers, and the fact that less receptions, less yards, or fewer, y- stannis us there, uh, fewer receptions of fewer yards and zero touchdowns, is they're just saying, beat us with anything else because you're Jared Goff and your receivers are a cluster of bleh. Uh, we'll take away Hawkins and go ahead. Try to beat us with anything else. And that's what's happening. So St. Brown's intriguing. This is the reason we had some preseason appeal as a late round dart throw on St. Brown, because he fits for their need and they didn't have a slot option. It take, took a little bit of time with, you know, other players getting hurt and Tyrell Williams still not playing, but I don't have a, I probably wouldn't have him as high as you do, but I don't have a problem with it. Like I'm not gonna be like, Oh my God, I hate you. You're stupid. Uh, I do have a major concern with the guy you have right behind him though. And I know he's your boy, but he went from 89.9% of the team's snaps in week one, 38.9% of the snaps last week, Pat. I Cole Beasley is officially phased out of that offense.
0: I don't know if that's going to be long lasting at this point. We'll, we'll see how that ends up going as Sanders was injured to begin the year. Maybe that's why we were him. so much Cole Beasley I'm, at the beginning of the year yeah. versus now. And maybe it's all just predicated on the health of Emmanuel Sanders, but... I just want parts of this offense. Like all things being equal give me parts of the Buffalo offense. Cause they're scoring mucho points every week.
1: Yeah. But see, I don't think I swear. I disagree with the fact that everything equal is there's guys behind them where I don't think it's equal. You can't give me, you know, again, I'm not saying outright drop them unless you're stuck with buys and all that type of stuff. And obviously I wouldn't put them down in the fifties down by Zach Pascal, but Tim Patrick waddle rugs, Mm, maybe rondo more like there's a f- handful of guys behind him where i'm just starting over him at this point because again do i think 38.9 percent of the snaps is potentially his season low sure do i think it gets back up to 60 i don't know if i'd make that bet and that's my concern that's where i don't think it's necessarily equal
0: okay well let's take cole beasley out at number 36 where would you like to put him i'll let you rank him where in my mm, rankings where, was- would you put him
1: So I was putting him down at least at 40, where I started to hesitate was Odell Beckham and Robbie Anderson. Uh,
0: I I, I have a very specific case for Robbie Anderson this week. And if you subscribe to the Mayo Media newsletter, it will all be detailed with pitchers from the field in there about why Robbie Anderson should excel in this matchup against Minnesota, meaning he'll probably end up with like zero catches or something like that. But I do have a real, (laughs) real case, and that'll be my tease to the newsletter. It's a free fucking newsletter. You can just go subscribe to it right now hit the (laughs) description and it has like good info in it uh i I get my crack research team to come up with stuff. it's not like it's me coming up with the research my research guys go through everything find these specific matchups and they've been doing really well with it especially as like dk plays and things like that late round flyers or like guys that you can go pick up to put in your lineups if you need a home run shot and robbie anderson kind of hits the qualifications this week
1: well, so uh, what part of it might be is he's second in the league in unrealized air yards. Yes. The only problem is that the team target percentage of the past two weeks has been really high, and the production has been really not. <laughs> uh, so to answer the question here, Cole Beasley, I'm looking. So there'll be some guys that you have in the 40s that, that you do no, I,
0: I completely agree, but it just in, as it pertains to my ranking. Yeah, no, I know, and
1: that's why, and that's that's what I was saying. I, I would just put him at 40, one spot behind Rugs. You put that's him right. at? You'd still put him I'd ahead have... of Odell. <sighs> just because we just had 300 yards and two touchdowns for Baker Mayfield and Odell got two for 20 or two for 30. I,
0: I really think that speaks more to the Chargers.
1: No, I really think it comes down to what people were playing as the narrative for Baker Mayfield is that, oh, he's better without Odell Beckham. No, it wasn't he's better without Odell Beckham. Baker is better when he's not forcing it to Odell Beckham. And that's what it really comes down to. Uh, again, I, I just saying I hesitated at Odell Beckham. I hesitated at Odell Beckham and Robbie Anderson is where Beasley kind of falls. Do I think Beckham can do better against Arizona? Absolutely. And I agree with you on the chargers. I just come down to the fact that Baker's not forcing it his way. The only receiver I want long-term is when Jefferson Landry
0: gets back. Okay. Uh, you're not buying in on Donovan people's Jones, finally having a good game.
1: No, because this Rashard Higgins also had a good game in that same game and David Njoku. And then next week, is this is everybody trying to chase the third receiver for the Chiefs all the time and the Browns offense. It's one week, it's Peoples-Jones, then it's Higgins, then it's back to Peoples-Jones, and then it's some rando- that were like, oh, yeah, well, we forgot he was on the team. I was about to say Kaderil Hodge, but I don't think he was on the team. No, anymore. Kader- um, Kaderil- Kaderil
0: Hodge is on the Lions. He's their new third yeah, receiver. Yeah, no, know.
1: I was about to say he's in Detroit. Uh I'm trying to think. like, But that's the thing. It's like it'll be some other random thing just when you can think. You, as soon as we're ready, it's, it's almost like tracing the Buccaneers backfield last year. As soon as you're ready to trust Higgins, it ends up being Hodge last year.
0: I do worry that we're being set up for that on Thursday night with Leonard Fournette.
1: Oh, that it's also going to be a Ronald Jones game? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I think we're, finally, or, we're officially or, or finally like, done oh, with it.
0: Oh, here we go. Uh, last second uh, active, Keyshawn Vaughn, who gets 30 carries in the game. To go. <laughs> oh, oh, boy, that was fun.
1: <laughs> no, you know what came to my mind is that the 49ers cut Jacques Patry and they sign him, and then all of a sudden it's him.
0: <laughs> all right, so I've reamended, I've moved down. I, I felt like I had Khalif Raymond a bit too high, even for my liking. So I've readjusted the 30 to 35 or 30 to 50. So now it goes Boyd, Jacoby Myers, Hunter Renfro, Marvin Jones, Amon Ross, St. Brown at 35, Tim Patrick, Jalen Waddle, Henry Ruggs, Odell Beckham, Robbie Anderson, Allen Robinson, Kelly Freeman, Cole Beasley, <laughs> Van Jefferson, John Ross. Again, that's assuming the other Giants guys are out. Rondell Moore, Christian Kirk, Darnell Mooney, Toons. Uh, even though he retired last week, LaVisca Chenault is still number 49 in the rankings. And then Devontae Parker, who I think, I think he has a better chance of playing this week than Will Fuller does for the Dolphins.
1: Sure, but he's also not the greatest matchup situation here. That's unfortunate for Devontae Parker because I like Parker, and I'd still add him in seasonal league, although I don't know if I would I, trust I don't know they, they, him out there.
0: DraftKings put in that matchup wrong. He's playing Jacksonville, not Buffalo.
1: I thought... I'm looking right now.
0: Yeah, he plays Jacksonville. No, I just, yeah. change, I just changed I thinking, it. For whatever reason, it said Buffalo in, in the rankings. I don't know why I'd Yeah, that. It's supposed know, to he, auto-populate with the right thing.
1: Yes. Yeah, kind of brain farted there. So there you go. Yeah, I I had to talk about AJ Brown in that matchup.
0: Yeah, I I like Devontae. Like, if he's going to play against the Jags, why not?
1: Well, so that's for that reason, then. I mean, if he's active, I mean, you put him in here as assuming he's active. If he's active, Devontae Parker then just needs to be higher.
0: I don't think so. I I
1: would. Uh, I would go as far as to start Devontae Parker over Allen Robinson.
0: Nah, I'm not. Did doing it. Them- I think I, th- this should be. This is a real litmus test, Allen Robinson game for whether or not like you can cut him or not. Essentially, uh, although Fields is a little bit banged up, we'll see if he even ends up playing. Cause they, they feel like it's. You know- he has this knee injury, the same thing that Dalton had. Apparently, he's okay, but it seems like any reason they could do to take Fields out, they would do it, uh, which is just really mind-boggling to me. But this should be a game where they're after
1: wither. they already announced him the starter for the rest of the way. Yeah. Oh, well, until as foreseeable future, I will say if Andy Dalton's under center, Allen Robinson moves
0: up. I agree. I uh, Andy Dalton is better for Allen Robinson. Justin Fields is better to the Bears winning games, is how I would phrase it.
1: Hmm. I don't even know if that's the case at this point. I just don't think the Bears necessarily have a good path to winning games anymore.
0: Man, if the Bears beat the Packers, they're in first place in the NFC North.
1: Even with Justin uh, just you can't limit your offense that much. You can't, Even with you, the Packers. The, yeah, yeah, but
0: we've seen, because like, the one thing that I think that we underrated coming into the year is the Bears defense isn't back to being like awesome Bears defense, but it's pretty good. So And they're getting a lot of pressure right now as well. Maybe that's been opponent-based, I don't know. But at least with Fields um, right now, and where they're able to successfully run the ball, whether Fields is running or not, his, even the threat of him running is causing defenses they have to respect that. So it's opening up running lanes and that's being effective for them right now. So when you run the ball as often as they do, you're shortening these games and you're relying on your defense to hold up. I don't think that's a successful way to win a Super Bowl or anything like that, but you can win a lot of games in the NFL with that recipe.
1: Sure. Uh, you know, everything you said ha- holds value just uh, winning games in general. When your offense is that limited, it's just tough. Uh, again, it, we're not in the defense wins championships anymore. I was actually curious about their pressure percentage. It's 12th. It's actually, yeah, pretty good. It's up there, it, it, it Carolina seems, is still number one.
0: Yeah, well, I, I mean, it, what if we just took like the last three weeks? I bet you the Bears would probably be higher and Carolina ah, would be lower. Well,
1: give me a second, and I can do that for you. I would love to. How know. about that? I would love to know. So, just just from week three through five, yeah, they are still twelfth. yeah oh, there we are.
0: <laughs> if, if, if at least Washington number
1: one is Washington. Surprisingly, really. Yep, the highest pressure, 40% pressure percentage the last three weeks.
0: But they're not getting to the quarterback, they're just pressuring the quarterback?
1: No, this is, shout out to Pro Football Focus, this is Pro Football Focus. This is the percentage of snaps with pressure to the quarterback, including dropbacks and team pressures, which means basically a hit, a pressure, or a forced
0: scramble. After 50, if you need to pick up someone to play, like I said, this Washington offense, it's just they have guys and this is more probably more of a DraftKings yeah. thing but DeAndre Carter is going to play for them with Sims out with Brown out with Curtis Samuel out he's $3,000 I had him as a
1: sneaky pickup
0: yeah he's $3,000 this week on DraftKings like I'm stacking that game I'm probably going to go McLaurin, and Ricky Seals Jones and your boy old Dominion's own Tyler Heineke and then find the most expensive Chiefs to bring it back with but I think you could do worse as a flyer in your season long league too just get get access to the game to the game that is expected to score the most points
1: and that's interesting, especially with the thing with Carter, too, is he was out there and too wide for people looking at Adam Humphreys having a solid game, too. Adam Humphreys is only on the field for three wide, three wide plus. So that's where you look at the two. And then Carter brings that deep play. You know, we know that from Carter before, is that if you're looking for that big, you know, potential. Three catches turns into a ninety yards and a touchdown. That's the that's the Carter play. Adam Humphreys, you're just hoping you're hoping he puts together a Julian Edelman type
0: of game. You know what? I'm just r- running through this right now. I because I didn't have him in the rankings last week. So we got admitted from my he was on my injured list and I forgot to put him back in. I didn't rank Chase Claypool. Where am I putting Chase Claypool?
1: Oh, you're putting Chase Claypool. Robert Woods or Chase Claypool. Claypool.
0: Okay. Adam Thielen or Chase Claypool. Claypool. Really? That high? Yeah. Ben sucks. Remember,
1: Uh, it doesn't matter. Again, Ben sucks. Doesn't affect Deontay Johnson and it doesn't affect Claypool. When Juju Smith-Schuster or Deontay Johnson is not on the field. I have, the biggest person against Claypool in drafts for where his cost was, because I said, he's the third option. He's not on the field as much as the other two. Now that Juju is completely out of the equation, you can just look at the game again. It's two players. So you have to, you can't just look Claypool without Juju and Claypool. You got to look at Claypool when there's only one of the two options gone. I would go Claypool. I put him one spot behind Mark Cooper. I'd play him over Marquise Brown.
0: I wouldn't play him. Marquise Brown's like wide receiver number five right now, by the
1: way, he is. Uh, I mean, he's going to break one of those almost every single game, it seems. But you mentioned the Chargers. The Chargers are the team that they, they have the talent to be able to. It, look, you exploit yourself the problem is this is a good strategy of why the ravens are having more success this year by also letting lamar open is like they i think they even talked about it in the sunday night game is when you try to limit tyreek hills and that's what they're talking about you run that's where cover 2 comes in you want the two deep safeties the problem is if you do that with the ravens you expose yourself to not only mark andrews but lamar jackson have so much more room to run when you play that kind of defense so If Lamar offsets it and you add that threat, you pull them back in and then Marquise Brown hits one deep. That's why there's so much success with the passing game this year is because they're letting Lamar throw more with that threat. So I'm not saying you're wrong if you want to go Marquise Brown, but Claypool, put it this way, Claypool's top 25 in must-start territory.
0: All right, well, listen, you're the guy who's inside the top 10 is most accurate fantasy football rankers. I'll defer to you on this one. I'll put him one spot ahead of Hollywood hey, Brown, He's, uh, he's number
1: hey, 21. I had, AJ, I had A.J. Brown as a wide receiver one last week, so th- things can go sideways sometimes.
0: No, that's impossible. I heard you're always right. <laughs> is that yeah. not true? I wish. Yeah, it'd be nice. I, mean, I, I, I wouldn't nice. be talking to you. That, that, that's probably true. You'd just be off living on an island somewhere just printing money. Any other flyers <laughs> from down the list uh, that you would take a shot on this week?
1: Unfortunately. Josh Gordon. No. No. <laughs> Uh, i mean miko hardman if they're going to give him that many opportunities again but i think that was just very much we just talked about with the cover two game script dependent on that one but hey if you want to take that chance washington's defense went from top five to this year oh my god what the hell happened to that team but uh outside of that yeah there's there's is this unfortunately you want to try and say hey go after this because it could be interesting during during bye weeks but you mentioned the only one is like Freddie Swain, but that has to do with how healthy Tyler Lockett is.
0: Let's move to tight ends then. See if Let's we can do stream someone. I mean, I think there are two very clear options of guys that you can pick up and play if you didn't do that last week, which we both recommended that you do, but you know, people don't listen. Kelsey, shockingly, number one, he's dealing with a stinger. He'll be okay. And even if he wasn't okay, you'd play 20% Travis Kelsey as a starting tight <laughs> end, honestly. So Kelsey, Waller, Andrews, those are the three. Then you got Hawkinson, Schultz, Dawson Knox, Ricky Seals, Jones at number seven. I think Gronk's going to play on Thursday night, so I put him in at number
1: eight. Hey, that's fair if he plays. I I would play him over Fant. Fant is just his roller coaster self, just like he was last year. So and Judy's getting close, by the way. So I'm, if you have Fant and seasonal, and anybody wants to pay for a tight end, get the hell away from Fant. Fant,
0: Fant is nine. Higby is ten, and then my guy at number eleven, Jake Tarzan Damn. Dan Arnold. There he is on the screen right there. Canadian legend uh, <laughs> from the from the early nineties, Tarzan Dan.
1: Man, I was oh, I so wanted that touchdown to go his way too. I had him so many. I, I, last I had week.
0: I only used two tight ends last week. I used Dan Arnold and I used Ricky Seals Jones. And I mean, I, I Hollister ends up with the touchdown for Jacksonville. Seals Jones was getting he had more end zone targets than anyone on Washington. Just couldn't come down. With I know. Him. Good game though.
1: I know. I know I saw the tight end touchdown and I couldn't tell that I was hoping it was Arnold and it was stupid Hollister, but yeah, I love some Dan Arnold.
0: So Dan Arnold's number 11. And against Miami, I mean, you want to play tight ends against Miami. It's a, it's a pretty good spot for them. Jared Cook, that awful Jared Cook, is somehow the twelfth best tight end now. Hunter Henry, gisicki <laughs> Tyler Conklin, Evan Ingram, Furkser, Pat Firemouth, Mo Alicox, and I guess I had Dallas Goddard at numbers Dallas, twenty, God, but but, yeah. but he ain't playing. Would you move? Would like would you move Zach Ertz up into that spot or just find something? No,
1: yeah, I, I would actually. I would put Ertz one spot. I put Ertz at seventeen. Especially with Ferkser, with A.J. Brown there, it just, it, it's, Ferkser doesn't get enough any given week for me. And I, Ertz is unappealing in his own right at this point of his career, but it's similar to Greg Olson towards the end. And Jason Witten at the end of their careers, if they're still the only tight end, they're going to be involved. So I would play him over Ferkser and the other ones that are splitting opportunities. The one I would put higher, My, I would go Ingram over Ingram. Conklin. Never. Ingram mm-hmm. sucks.
0: He's the new jersey. I know,
1: pick. I know. But the way you have your list, if you have no Shepard and no Slayton, and uh, now I, I legit
0: to- don't care. He is terrible. Don't
1: blame him. <laughs> He's not as bad His perception again. It's the Eric Ebron's syndrome. He made us hell of a tough catch last week. And everybody just remembers the drops. It's his own fault. I'm not saying it's not. But And then the other one is I would actually flip Cook and Henry. I I have more confidence in Henry than I do in Cook.
0: They could just go back to Jonu Smith in this game, for all that we know. We I have no, I have no, I, I have no Smith. idea what the Patriots are doing week to week. None.
1: for For the past three weeks, it's been consistently more Henry. Smith is getting involved, so just, they would legitimately just, have to they're go just back to, to sucker Jonathan.
0: You in? That's what they do, Jake.
1: <laughs> no, getting suckered in is what you're doing. What we promised we would never do is trust Jared Cook.
0: All right, so so here's the move: you pick up Ricky Seals Jones and you play him. Easy stuff. If he's gone, you pick up Dan Arnold and you play him of the guys that are probably available like Mo and Alley. you don't have
1: to make that decision. <laughs> yeah,
0: th- yeah. then you just play those two and you don't have to play either of Hunter Henry or Jared Cook. Mo Alley-Cox in deeper leagues is getting more run than ever though for the Colts.
1: And that that's the appeal here. Was, that we were hoping one of these tight ends would kind of break away from the pack whether it was Do- Doyle or Cox and it's moelle cox at this point i think it's a fair spot for him tight ends already tight end was already thin as hell and now we're hitting buys which by the way pat buys don't end until week 14.
0: i like it bye weeks for all it means my spread show is shorter and i have to spend three hours recording it
1: <laughs> well, there you go
0: congratulations on that no problem so that's tight end we'll do quarterbacks uh, who do i have here i, I believe his name is jersh allen Number one, Monday Night Football against Tennessee. Kyler, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Justin Ebert. Dak, here's the one I want to get to is Brady at number seven because apparently his thumb is still wrapped as of Tuesday as we record this. He plays on Thursday night. Would you hedge and drop him or are you just like, no, this is a good matchup, just play Tom Brady. What are you doing?
1: Mm, I would just play Don Brady. I mean, maybe if you want to flip flop because Hertz has the rushing floor, like, even in his miserable games, <laughs> Hertz is. he's also aggressive in passing, which is what you like to see. So like Hertz worst games are still great. If you want to do that and just say, like, I know worst case scenario with Hertz, is he still going to get me probably 2012? I'm going
0: to say he scores at least like 23 points every single yeah. week. So. That's what I was
1: going to say. Worst case scenario, is that's still a QB1. So if you wanted to go that route, but I'm not playing Cousins over Brady, even with the, his, his rap, I'm not playing Heineke, Stafford, actually, maybe Stafford. I know the Giants' secondary is better than people realize because that team is just, it's kind of like overglossed by how miserable they are. But if you wanted to go Stafford and put them all the way up above Cousins, and then brady i could see that but again this is only like i'm not going that far with brady it would have to be legitimately we're watching pregame and the throws are coming out wonky
0: all right so i will keep brady where i have him at number seven then. i feel good about tom brady i just want to know if you had any concern. jalen hurts number eight cousins taylor heineke at number 10 he's the stream of the week obviously number 11 stafford aaron Rodgers at number 12 again that Green Bay or that Chicago defense. No joke. Sam Darnold. Uh, that, that game reeks of shootout to me. So it'll be like 10 to 8 or something stupid because that's always mm-hmm. what happens. Burrow is going to play. Too you, low. You think Burrow's too low? Really? Yeah.
1: Against Detroit. <laughs> yes. Yes. I don't even care if he only has 25 pass attempts. It's against Detroit with T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, and who Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow is turning into. But this way. Joe Burrow is turning into what Ryan Tannehill's appeal was last year, is that I don't care if you don't throw 300 yards because you're still throwing multiple touchdowns. And against Detroit, yeah, Joe Burrow, I would start. I have the jersey behind me. I'm starting Joe Burrow over Tyler
0: Heineke. Not a chance. Let's bet it. Heineke more points than Burrow. Okay. In. 100% in for me. That that, that, okay. that that's a ship I will go down with this week. So I like Heineke a lot. I will it, go down with this ship. Uh, I do have the goof at number 15. <laughs> I think this is actually a nice spot for Jared Goff to pile up like just trash heritage. Hey,
1: that's that's what that is. It's trash Hey, we loved, you know, Gardner Minshew for this reason and Blake Bortles and all of that. This garbage is garbage, man.
0: Ryan Tannehill could be in that same boat this week too. I have him at number 16, but he could I could see him finishing as like quarterback four this week is like score a rushing touchdown on a bootleg and <laughs> rush for 25 <coughs> yards and when you go back and look tennessee has lost by 25 points but ryan tannehill threw for <laughs> 400 yards to people i've never heard of
1: uh, not to mention i mean also the names behind them i mean i don't really have it's, it's much great. problem no
0: i got two. At i might number, have
1: teddy a little bit higher
0: i got i got two it number 27 one spot ahead of geno smith and one spot behind davis mills
1: yeah if two is if two is playing i'm playing him over. Ben Roethlisberger.
0: I don't know. Seattle's defense is awful.
1: Yeah, so is Ben Roethlisberger armed, despite the fact they just made the case for Claypool. But I think that's what it is. It's condensed. It's two guys. That's what we want. You can have a terrible arm and if it's condensed well, I the mean, options.
0: I mean, that, that it's not that condensed, because Najee Harris might have 34 targets in this game.
1: I wasn't dis- I wasn't excluding Najee Harris. It's but I three I meant two receivers and a backfield. That's still only three. Uh, three is great. Then That's my- what the Kansas City Chiefs are. are three- and I'm not saying their <laughs> offense is on the same level, but it's it's three options. It's the problem is always trying to figure out the fourth with a lot of these teams.
0: Firemouth. That's the guy.
1: Yeah, he's not even a fourth option right now.
0: He'll start to work himself in a bit more. And it's Jim- air fryermouth. Air Fryermouth. Um because James Washington might not play either with Juju out because he missed last week. Not sure if he's going to be back this Ah, week. Ah, got to get get Stevie Ray-Ray McLeod. Yeah. Former Bills legend, Ray-Ray McLeod. Defenses. People are savvy to the Cowboys now. I have them at number three this week. Rams, Bills, Cowboys, Colts, (laughs) Bucks, Steelers, Dolphins, Packers, Chargers, Cardinals. Then Bengals, Panthers, Broncos, Vikings, Jags, Chiefs. I should put the Bears somewhere in here, shouldn't I?
1: Mm, Roger still doesn't throw interceptions
0: yeah but their offensive line is pretty banged up if they're generating that much pressure you can get pretty lucky I'm not not saying put them in like number 6 I was thinking like do I play the Vikings D or Bears D Uh,
1: well to answer that question it is you play the Chiefs D which should be higher because Heineke even if he goes ballistic is going to have turnovers that's why we love and hate him at the same time he doesn't know how to turn the dial down from 10 on the aggressiveness level
0: I just don't know if I can get behind playing the Chiefs D. It's a very good fantasy opportunity, though, for facing right. a ton of passing attempts and then just one pick six. And like you're a top three defense for the week. So I I well, And it. that's where I'm going. So
1: it. We're talking about the teens of defense. I'm not going to try and be like, oh, OK, I could get seven. Po- no, if I'm in the teens of defense, yes, I'll risk the zero. I'm going to I'm going to go for the potential multiple turnovers.
0: OK, so where am I moving him up to? where am i moving the chiefs chiefs or panthers because minnesota can't block
1: Uh, i was gonna i was actually gonna say one spot in front of the broncos
0: okay so i'll move them in at because that's a good
1: defense but again the raiders you're not getting a lot of turn you're just gonna get a slow game grind it out probably not turnovers that's really what it comes down to
0: and i'll put the bears in at number 13 14 15 16 after the vikings bears against green bay you need
1: to fix your numbers again there you go
0: thank you very i'm putting in the, the matchup so i don't forget to do it like i do all the time when that's uh. not even right now i'm just messing it up <laughs> there we go so bears number 16 DraftKings wise i guess chargers against baltimore i mean that's a tougher one that's assuming that the chargers jump out to a lead here and then baltimore has to pass in that game uh, i played them last week and they scored negative points so that was fun but the chiefs d might be 2800 bucks that might be the cheap d to go to here
1: I think it's a very intriguing one. Yeah, the Chargers feel super risky. That could go... <laughs> that You could get negative in that one.
0: Yeah, I mean, that could happen to the Chiefs, too, in all fairness. Of
1: course. Uh, it's uh, but, but if you told me between the two, if Lamar Jackson's going to put up 500 yards again. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean, he's just going to do that every single week and somehow just like have to go to overtime to beat <laughs> mediocre teams.
1: If you would have tuned out in the third quarter and woke up this morning and found out Lamar Jackson had 500 yards, you'd have been like, what the hell happened? And that's exactly what happened in the end of the game.
0: <laughs> you can find Pat Mayo's updated week six rankings in the description, along with the info newsletter with stats and research. Uh, and the Listeners League link is down there, too. Sub to the channel. Jake, when are your rankings coming out?
1: Midnight, well, 12.01 a.m. Wednesdays, East Coast.
0: Okay, so you can find those at theathletic.com. Don't be afraid to follow Jake on Twitter at AllInKid and watch his show over (laughs) on Betts TV, the Betts TV YouTube channel three days a week. You can find Jake up there talking about stuff like this, but with smarter people than me. I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. Mayo Experience! Experience!